It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here uh, with our dining editor, Lagaya Figueres. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Um, it's great to have you here. It's always great to have you here because we love to talk about food. And this week we're talking about uh, something special, an Atlanta icon. Yes, the Waffle House. Yes. So you've been immersed in Waffle House lore lately, right? Yes. Yes, I have been immersed in Waffle House lore. Um, only a few weeks ago was the first time that I ate at a Waffle House. Wow. I know. I had to admit that to our readers. Now I'm <laughs> admitting it to our listeners. And that's really part of why I wanted to do this big Waffle House package. Right. Was... Uh, I see all these people around me who just adore Waffle House, and I wanted to know what is so endearing about Waffle House to people. If you didn't grow up with this, um, you know, with with uh, 1,900 units all around right. me, you know, that's how many they have in the country these days, um, what is it that's so attractive? And that's sort of what the big picture of uh, setting out to do this project was. Right. What is it? What is so endearing about Waffle House? Right. <laughs> yeah, I imagine part of it's that they are everywhere and, you know, they're all reliable. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like you know what you're getting. That's right. Consistency was a big thing. Um, the 24-7 is a, a big yeah. thing. You know, late at night you can count on, on Waffle House. Yes, some of it is the food that you do know what you're getting. It's, yep. And a lot of times people say it's not necessarily that it's great food, but I love it. Yeah. You know, or they when they make me such and such. Yep. And certainly the people, everybody has their favorite Waffle House location. They yep. call it my Waffle House. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's their Waffle House. Yep. They know the people. Sometimes they have an order that might be waiting for them. Every day at a certain time, yeah, you know, and they have their employees there, and it's just like this big happy family. Right. One of my favorite things about Waffle House is that uh, you know there are certain places where you can act. They're actually exits off highways where there's one on either side. Oh yeah. It's. <laughs> I've always thought that was fascinating, uh, but you know it seems to work. I guess it's just all about the traffic flow and which side people come off of the interstate on. But yes. 
you know. Waffle House definitely has it down. They've got their system, so yep. I'm sure that they have done their traffic studies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing, though, that in terms of uh, what were the stories that we, we tried to tell. Right. There are so hundreds of articles that you can read about, you know, Waffle House. So we did want to go a little bit in a different route in terms of let's be slightly quirky. And particularly for Atlantans who might have grown up with Waffle House. Well, they don't maybe want us to read the same story over no. and over, right? So what's different about what we did? Um, we did give a really fun guide to hash browns. You yeah. know, I mean, that's a pretty fun um, lexicon all in itself. Oh, yes. But there were other things about the menu that fascinated me that because a few of them um, are named after people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we ended up tracking down. Some of those people. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, Bert's Chili actually spoke with us, the yeah. Bert guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's retired now, yeah. but wow, who knew? Yeah. Um, you know, some people might know that there's a museum here yep. in Atlanta, Decatur, but uh, they might not know what's exactly in there. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the most interesting projects for me was learning about the love that Atlanta chefs have for Waffle House. Yeah. And they get so inspired by um, by the food there that they go off and they make these dishes in homage to the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in one case, you know, Chris Hall from Local 3 got hand slapped because he did uh, an asparagus Covered, smothered, and what's the other? Scattered, smothered, and covered. Thank you, thank you. I'm learning the lingo. Uh, And he got a cease and desist order. Yeah. Because that's trademark. (laughs) Right. So it's so fun. That's so great. And I know a lot of people didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. That's great. And and so all of the things that that LaGaia and her team did... Uh, are online. You can see those at AJC.com. That's correct, right? It came out in the the uh, August 18th uh, issue in print, but absolutely, right. you yep. can, uh, and, you know, I think that print edition is pretty much collector's item. Yeah, so. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it really looks great. It's It's got the, you know, the iconic Waffle House logo, that sort of stuff. It really looks cool. But certainly, yes, people should go and check it out online. It's pretty fun to read. So tell me about your first trip to Waffle House. Okay, it was very memorable. Um, Even the planning was memorable. So I went with Ben Brash and Raisa Habersham. Both of them are uh, AJC reporters. Ben is from Florida, but he's just a diehard Waffle House fan. And he has been for some time. And Raisa is a native Atlantan, so she knows Waffle House really well. You know, she grew up with it, too. Ben asked me, did I want the uh, early morning trucker coffee Waffle House experience or did I want late night revelry experience? Right. So I opted for late night revelry. But (laughs) (laughs) in my book, late night was all of like 11 o'clock because I really do go. I sleep. I am a sensible person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't stay up much later than that. So I was very tired when I got there. In any case, we decided to go to the one on Cheshire Bridge because that's, oh, you yes. know, there would be lots of interesting people there. Yeah. And that was true. Um, And they just tried to help me, you know, order as I was just trying to keep up speed. They knew their order so quickly. Yeah. And they just spouted it out. And I was, you know, struggling a little bit. But the Waffle House people were very kind. And my husband came along and he played music on the jukebox. And, <laughs> and it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You want to go first with that? Uh, okay, so I'm going to get this patty melt. The onions on it okay? 
Yes, that's fine. Would you like to try anything in your hash browns? Cheese, onion, pan? Oh, yes. I'll do... What do you guys think about the diced cat? Not good? No, no, it's it's a very personal choice. It's a personal... How do you like them the best? Onions and cheese is the most popular. Okay, so smothered, covered? Yep. I'll do smothered, covered. Okay. Okay. So you were you were just at Waffle House for a special event. Yes, I was at the Waffle House takeover. Yep. So much fun. <laughs> uh, so, so it was at the Waffle House on Piedmont and Far Road mm-hmm. in um, Buckhead. Right. And it was actually in conjunction with the Giving Kitchen, which is a nonprofit here in Atlanta that uh, services the folks in the um, food service industry yep. when they're experiencing economic hardship. And so every year, the Giving Kitchen has an annual auction. It's called Team Heidi. And one of the auction items was a night at uh, Waffle House for a multi-course dinner, Waffle House-inspired menu prepared by two uh, Waffle House fanboys, uh, Kevin Gillespie and Chris Hall. Right. So that went, that happened on August 18th, and it was fabulous. I'll tell you, imagine, think about this. So they had bacon and eggs. That was bacon and eggs their way. So it was applewood smoked bacon and deviled eggs. Yeah. All right. They did ham and cheese, but ham and cheese, oh, with raisin toast. So Uh. good. But, you know, this is pretty fancy because they used Gruyere. It was great. Yeah. Oh, with a peach, uh, a peach pecan chutney. I mean, would you ever really see that at Wild Flats? No. No. (laughs) Phenomenal, phenomenal. Oh, they did a uh, sausage and egg cheese grit bowl. They did their own version of a patty melt. Mm. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Pork chop dinner with the craziest roasty potatoes. Uh, that were kind of like the hash browns, but super flattened, Mm -hmm. triple stack. And it, it was almost like a uh, potato latke. Mm. So good with this sort of fresh cream cheese on top instead yeah. of sour cream. And then finally is an ode to the chocolate chip waffle. Yeah. They did a version that they used the Waffle House batter, and but then they added chocolate to it. And they rolled it up kind of like a um, Little Debbie, the uh, Swiss cake roll. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this iced coffee um, sort of essence on top. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I know. That's so <laughs> not what you get at every other yeah. Waffle House, but that one night only. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Great time. So yeah, and and like you said, it's for a great cause. It sounds like it was a blast. Yeah, you know, if folks go uh, next year to Team Heidi, they can um, bid on that because once again, Waffle House will, you know, uh, close the place down and, yeah. and, and do that for charity. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I mean, Waffle House closes for nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be really bad if Waffle right. House closes. So the fact yes. that they were closed, that means you know those guys are on board with uh yeah. with this project. That's terrific. While you were at the the uh, the Giving Kitchen event, you actually talked to the chefs there as well about about Waffle House and about all of those sort of things. That... Sure, you know, and uh, we well, I chatted a bit with Kevin Gillespie. He. Uh, actually grew up in uh, such a small town that they only had one restaurant and it was Waffle House. And that's kind of where his love of Waffle House came from. He'll tell you a little bit more about it. Yeah. So I'm here with Chef Kevin Gillespie. I know you're a huge Waffle House fan. You and Waffle House go way back. Tell us about it. 
I love Waffle House. So Waffle House was the only restaurant in my hometown in Locust Grove, Georgia. So uh, for years, that was really, if you were going to go out to eat, like you had to go to Waffle House. Um, and so it was the place we went for breakfast. It was the place we went after, you know, going hunting as a kid. Um, when you were a teenager and old enough to drive, it was definitely like the place that the teenagers hung out like late at night. So, yeah, it's it's got a, I have a soft spot in my heart for Waffle House. And but also, yeah, you're you have some muscle too because you've competed a couple times in the uh, Waffle House Throwdown. Yes, and I just found out that I'm competing in the next Charleston Food and Wine in the Waffle House Throwdown. So yeah, it's uh it's tough. It's the hardest cooking competition you can ever do because it turns out cooking at the Waffle House is really hard. Like. Really? What's so hard about it? Well, so obviously there's no there's no ticket to read. So everything is just called out vocally. So you have to remember everything. And they their goal is to have food on the table in eight minutes from when a guest walks in the door to when they're eating, eight minutes. So there's no time to stop and be like, uh, what am I missing? Like you just have to go really, really fast. And they have kind of their own language. So until you learn it, it's really confusing. Well, how well do you speak Waffle House? Um, you know, it. I kind of know what they're saying. But clearly not well enough because every time I compete, I'm always have to ask for like a recall three or four times to be like, what are you saying? I don't know what we're making. So, but I noticed last year there was a cheat sheet um, that they had out. They don't have it out this year. So, but I took a photo of it on my phone. I'm not going to share it, but I'm going to study up before the competition this year. It sounds like you might have a leg up this fall. Maybe. Theoretically, I do. I mean, in the sense that I'll be able to hear what they're saying. That doesn't mean I'll be able to cook any faster. And while you're there, you talk to a, a worker who uh, had been there for quite a long time. Right. Actually, uh, Dean Alves, he has been working for Waffle House for 20 years. Wow. He is a unit manager at the uh, uh, unit on South Atlanta Road in uh, Vinings. But here is a fun fact. He is the one responsible for training Chris Hall to uh, participate in the Waffle House throwdown that happens annually and Chris is a three-time champion huh. but it's all because of Dean Alves yeah for him like you know that's great showing his Waffle House muscle <laughs> on, on the line <laughs> that's awesome oh my name is Dean Alves I work at 424 on South Atlanta Road in Smyrna in Smyrna all right yes. so how long have you been working for Waffle House realistically 20 years 20 years wow so for that long, what's keeping you working at Waffle House? I enjoy what I do. I love cooking food. And I like putting smiles on people's faces when I cook their food. What's your favorite order to hear? Uh, I say pork chopping eggs. Why? Uh, because when I finish cooking pork chopping eggs, people are like, wow, this doesn't taste like any pork chops I've ever eaten before. Nice. It has your personal touch on it, maybe. Yeah, I just like what I do. So, uh, like I said, Chris has been coming to my restaurant for years. So I've been I've trained Chris how to cook Waffle House. Yeah, he is. Uh, he he holds the Waffle House line cooks in high regard. He won, he won three years in a row. He did. So did you train him a little bit? Yes, I've trained Chris. That's why he's won three years in a row. <laughs> now, what is the most demanding Waffle House dish to make? Um, I would honestly say probably the omelets are probably the hardest thing for people that don't know how to make them because they're made with air. So when we put them in this blender, they're whipped with air. And once the oil heats up, we still have to shake it to heat it up to keep it fluffy. And the longer it sits, the worse it gets. So you try to make it so when it's done, they come pick it up as soon as you put it on the plate. 
because it loses air when it sits there. So I don't make them. When somebody calls it in to go, I don't make it till they get there. Because if, if it's this fat when you finish, when it loses air, it's about this big. So are there any cooking skills that what you learn here at Waffle House, you translate it at home? Like if we're thinking about the home cook who wants to do things as efficiently as Waffle House, do you have any tips on that? Uh, eggs and cheese. Do it in two separate pans. Because I got a lot of customers come in, they say, Dean, when I make these eggs at home, they don't come out the same. So I put cheese in it. I say, you got to use two separate pans. You make your eggs in one pan, and then you put your cheese in another pan, and you take the hot eggs and put them and mix them up together. Oh, that is a great tip. Thank you. They don't work. They don't work. And you know how people got, you know, the pans at home that you can put cheese in and with eggs and it don't stick? It doesn't work well. It doesn't come out consistently. So that's why you had to use two separate pans. Now everybody seems to have like their, you know, wonky Waffle House story. Perhaps it's late at night and the, the such and such happened. So what, what's your um, most interesting customer memory from oh, through the years? Uh, I don't think I should say that one on tape. <laughs> nah, I'll leave that one alone. I've had, I've been Waffle House 20 years, so you know I have some stories. A lot of stories and they're not made for recordings. <laughs> in researching all this you went so what did you come up with an order that's your order not yet <laughs> i think i'm gonna have it but it would be like me speaking a foreign language so i think it's going to be the hash browns but i don't know the way to say it yet and it's going to be the ones where i'm going to have some cheese the tomato onions peppers and mushroom Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be good. It's kind yeah. of a slightly that, healthy. I think it could be a, right. the most healthful version right. of that. Yeah, and that's a, that's that would be a long order because it's like, oh, God, I, could, I can't even remember them all, but scattered, smothered, covered, diced, capped, peppered, capped. peppered, and capped. Yeah. Right. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> In my head, it sounds great. I'm going to have to go multiple times to get right. uh, to get it right. done. Because um, it should just roll off the I top. know. Like, somebody just says, <laughs> like, all-star. Yeah. Give me the all-star. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah. I do like the patty melt, but everybody yeah. gets the patty melt, and I yeah. don't want to be like everybody else. Yeah. So I need to go a lot to figure that out. <laughs> All right, so Shane, it's kind of my turn. I've been under the hot seat for so long. You know, even the CEO of Waffle House, um, uh, Walt Amer, was razzing me because I had only just come there for the first time. Right. So, all right, so I'm going to put other people on the hot seat now. Right. What is your favorite Waffle House order? Well, probably it does change because I'm not, I'm not always, you know, in the same mood, but generally it's country ham and eggs with hash browns, scattered, smothered, and covered, and occasionally diced, occasionally throw in some tomatoes, but most of the time just scattered, smothered, and covered, because, you know, why be about health at Waffle House? It's not. It's Waffle not. House is not about health. It's no. about community. Exactly. So, it's yes. It's about, you know what, sometimes you just need to be bed at three o'clock in the that's morning. That's right. That's right. And that's what the order really depends on. What time of day are you there? Are you there, you know, during the day, you've had a good night's sleep, or are you there very late at night? It sort of depends. And that's, you know, 
but but uh, country ham is good for me anytime. I love it. And and eggs, I can have them scrambled, sometimes over easy. It just depends on my mood. Well, any time of day, Waffle House will be there for you. Yes, yes. That's the great thing about Waffle House. And we did ask a bunch of other people for their order as well. Uh, we, like, canvassed the newsroom and got some other folks to tell us. Let's exactly. hear what they say. Yeah, exactly what they order. My Waffle House order is a Texas milk with a fried egg, with a side of hash browns, scattered, smothered, and covered, and a sweet tea. I like to get the all-star breakfast, egg scramble with cheese, with the hash browns, smothered, and covered, wheat toast, bacon. Uh, usually I get the same thing I get all the time. I get an all-star breakfast. Um, I get uh, scrambled eggs with cheese, grits. I don't get the hash browns. I get bacon. Uh, usually they usually try to give me like... Um, some kind of weird kind of spread for my raspberry, I mean, my raisin toast, but I always prefer fruity jelly. So I like to get the grape jelly or the um, mixed fruit jelly, not that apple, whatever crap they give you, and sweet tea. But I always get my sweet tea in a to-go cup because I don't really trust those cups that they have. So, uh, so yeah, that's my typical uh, Waffle House breakfast. Uh, so I almost always get the waffle with the pecans on top and the pecan sauce. Um, I love waffles. I love pecans. Put them together. It's even better. Okay, Shane, so now you've heard what everybody else says about their order, but I'm telling you, I think that the most professional hash brown order is coming from fanboy Kevin Gillespie, who absolutely has the Waffle House lingo down. Yep. Listen to this. <laughs> All right, so before we leave, uh, obviously the big question, when you go to Waffle House, what's your order? Uh, meat lovers, chicken and eggs, scramble with cheese, grits, raisin. And how fast can you say your hash brown order? Uh, scattered, smothered, covered, chunk, top, dice, cap, peppered. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Is the heat getting to you? Well, here's one solution to Atlanta's summer broil. Slow Food Atlanta's Ice Cream Social adds seasonal ingredients grown by local farmers from the Peachtree Road Farmer's Market to a big batch of frosty treats. And this year, the social actually takes place indoors at the Cathedral of St. Philip in Buckhead, so it will be extra cool. Advanced tickets are $20 for adults, $5 for children five and up, and includes an all-access pass to every flavor. Tickets will be $25 at the door for adults and $10 for children, but you'll need to bring your own spoon. The Slow Food Atlanta Ice Cream Social takes place from 1 to 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, August 24th at the Cathedral of St. Philip at 2744 Peachtree Road. Find out more at slowfoodatlanta.org slash social. The AJC Decatur Book Festival celebrates its 14th year over Labor Day weekend. It's the biggest book festival in Atlanta and one of the biggest in the country and brings hundreds of authors to downtown Decatur. The fest organizers expect up to 80,000 attendees. Among those appearing this year are Stacey Abrams, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, poet Richard Blanco, local restaurateur and chef Ford Fry, and historical novelist Philippa Gregory. The AJC Decatur Book Festival happens 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. August 30th, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. August 31st, 
and noon to 6 p.m. on September 1st in venues all around downtown Decatur. You'll find schedules, a list of authors and presenters, and more at DecaturBookFestival.com. Queen of hip-hop soul Mary J. Blige will be performing with Nas at Solaris Amphitheater at Lakewood on August 22nd, wipes the floor with many of the lip-syncing lesser musical mortals populating the charts these days. Whenever she appears, whether she's headlining her own gig or popping up on an awards show stage, she really classes up the place. And she's also an Oscar-nominated actress. In fact, when she was nominated for Mudbound, she became the first person nominated for both an acting award and for Best Original Song in the same year. She's touring with Nas, who is responsible for one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time, 1994's Illmatic. In addition to this co-headlining run, which they've dubbed the Royalty Tour, Blige and Nas teamed up for a single this year called Thriving. A new album from Blige is expected this year. Catch Mary J. Blige and Nas at Solaris Amphitheater at Lakewood on Monday, August 22nd. Tickets are $40.99 to $299, and you'll find them at LiveNation.com. Vampire Weekend returns to Atlanta for the first of two appearances in our city this year. They'll be back in September as one of the headliners at Music Midtown. This time, they're at the Fox Theater on August 27th. The band is on the road in support of their latest album, Father of the Bride, released earlier this year. It's the band's first album since 2013's Modern Vampires of the City, and their first since the departure of one of the band's primary sonic architects, Rostam Batmanglish. Father of the Bride debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 album chart back in May. It's probably the band's most diverse album yet and finds them continuing to expand their sound with an impressive list of collaborators including Danielle Heim, Mark Ronson, and Steve Lacey. Vampire Weekend plays the Fox Theater at 7.30 p.m. on August 27th. Tickets are $35.75 to $124.50, but there aren't many left. You'll find them at foxtheater.org. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith. Podcast edited by Bria Felicien. Music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guen. And I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta.